Welcome back for part two of our conversation with Samantha and Isabella. Rocky Mountain makes down. We're, we're talking music in your hometown. Other places to welcome. 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 All are welcome here. Welcome. Rocky Mountain makes down. You, so with your band, what's that kind of dynamic as you create these new originals that you've been doing and, and releasing? What is that process like? So there are two guys in the band, and then there's Rodney, who is our guitarist, and then there's me. So usually what will happen is someone will bring something to the band. What's really awesome is that for a couple of songs, a couple of our more heavier songs, our bass player Tate has brought in some riffs, and we just kind of build off of that. Uh, you know, our rock ballad, which is Wind in Her Hair. That one, I wrote part of that and brought it to the band and they just kind of built upon it. So it's like somebody just brings in an idea and we just kind of go nuts with it. We just kind of say, okay, what can we do for structure? What can we do for the guitar part? What can we do for bass part? Um, Do we want like a second guitar in there or do we just want vocals? And then what's the rhythm going to look like with drums? Like everything, we just kind of start, somebody starts playing something and then the others just join in. That's seriously how is how it has been for the past few songs. We just wrote, let's see, we wrote a song called Less Being Mean. And it's about lesbians, actually, um, which is awesome. And it's our shortest song. And originally we had it at the normal length for one of our songs, but we just kind of adjusted it the way that we wanted it to. We just said, hey, this is too long. Like, I don't really get this and shortened it down. So it's really like somebody brings an idea and starts playing. And I think that that's better than just talking about it, right? Just saying like, oh, maybe you could, let's try this, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we just start playing and see what comes out. And then we make those corrections from there. And as far as lyrics go, I typically write lyrics. Though I'm always open to my bandmates adding in lyrics or recommending lyrics. I know that we've had that happen a couple of times. You know, somebody will be like, hey, could you like maybe try this? And I'll just be like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, so what usually happens with lyrics is I just start singing. It's the same thing. Like it's a really loose environment. And that's, I think, is the best way to make music is by just having the passion there and then making, tweaking it and looking at it from a more critical perspective and then bringing both of those aspects together in order to make a really good song. So yeah, (laughs) that was kind of a tangent, but I think you get the point. And actually, Isabella, when you streamed here earlier or last year, one of the things that really blew our minds was the, it's it's almost like this fire of stream of consciousness, which is like coming out of you. Like, Like you were opening your mouth and like part of your soul was just on display and it blew our mind. Like you have a very expressive face, (laughs) you know, like you probably wouldn't be very good at poker, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I used to play poker at lunchtime. Oh, okay. Never mind. I stand corrected. (laughs) It's it's all that theater training. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, man, you're just so very expressive on stage. And is there a different feeling you have when you start the screams or when you go into the, the bridges? Like, is there a different feeling that you feel in those instances or is it just all pure energy? So, I try to keep up the energy as much as possible on stage. And I kind of try to be like Frank Iero from My Chemical Romance, just going fucking nuts. (laughs) (laughs) As some people would say, definitely quoting somebody on that. Yeah, he just goes crazy. And I try to kind of do that and just like let all the energy out. 
But yeah, there's definitely emotions that come and they just also like kind of fade out while I'm performing. I'm sure that you, Samantha, probably kind of have experienced this too, where it's like during one part of a song, you're feeling a certain way or you're maybe like really excited for that part of the song. And then like when you get to another part of the song, it like the mood completely changes. But it's the same song, you know, it's the same style. Um, Like maybe the first and second choruses are different, like in feeling. And so I definitely experience that a lot. Like in, definitely in songs like Fire Rising, which um, we did here and it's on our YouTube channel at Ipecac Rocks. And there's definitely, during the chorus, there's like this feeling of like confidence. And during the verses, it's like this feeling of power. And that sounds really similar, but they're not. It's really, really interesting, I feel like, even to me. And I'm the one experiencing it, right? So, yeah. But thank you so much for saying like all the just for all your compliments. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean th- that's. I mean it's it's why we wanted to invite you here is because you both are very open. You know, both in just normal conversations and through your music. So we wanted to get those those real raw opinions. And like in Samantha, when you sang lies here, and you were like this means a lot to me. And then you would belt it out. Like, you know, just seeing your emotion on stage as well. Yeah, that's the song I was thinking of while she was talking about, you know, the different emotions throughout a song and kind of the flow state. Because you were talking about, you know, like the flow of consciousness when she sings that you notice and how her heart and soul is coming out. And that's, you know, that's what music at its best is to me is the flow state of just being totally in the moment, totally one with it and um, letting it speak through me. Because sometimes, you know, the song's over and I'm like, did we play it? Like, what, you know? <laughs> You're like, I blacked out. Yeah, you kind of just like, you're into the music so much that you kind of like zone out. Like, I can multitask. Yeah, like if somebody texts me and we're in the middle of a song and I see it on my phone, like I can text them back while I'm like singing like yeah. part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your soul's here, your brain's here, and it, your body's somehow doing it all. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I get that. I feel like everybody's soul is kind of connected to music in a way. And it's like… Some people, it's that's like their thing. Um, because I've definitely, you know, like I've mentioned multiple times, I'm kind of new to the scene. And so I found it really, really interesting, like how much my life has changed, like my just general lifestyle. I feel like I'm listening to a lot more music now than I did before. And I'm always like searching for like small artists that I can listen to, to like support them and to just like, you know, get inspiration from them. And it's really, really cool, I feel like. Because it wasn't like that before for me. It's like Pandora's box has been opened and yeah, all of this possibility. Yeah, exactly. I know that feeling. Like I keep getting DM'd on Instagram <laughs> and stuff and it's really, really cool. Like the other day, some random person just like messaged me and was like, hi. I'm like, hi, do you, can I help you with something? <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, Oh, I'm just bored. And so I just gave him a bunch of music and I don't know if they enjoyed it, but it's stuff like that. You know, it's like the little things and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an art form that I think is, it permeates all humanity and it kind of brings us all together. You know, it's that thing that we started making it as soon as we were able to to grunt, you know, or, or bang a bone on a rock. And from then on, it's been just the language of humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely listened to music in like different languages and like, you know, I can bop to that. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel the feeling. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Mm. But I mean, you know, it it also kind of defines any sort of boundaries that you kind of see between people. You know, like it doesn't matter if you're uh, male or female, if you're black or white, it doesn't matter. Like music doesn't care. 
And I feel like that's a really awesome thing. And it kind of just shatters all societal norms. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Especially music that's, first off, that comes from your heart and your soul, um, like we were saying. And then also music that kind of like goes against mainstream music. I feel like that kind of has a more of an edge to it in some ways. One of the things that we had discussed on DMs was how, you know, society tends to put people in boxes and it's, it's very hard to to establish your own identity, you know, just music notwithstanding. Like music can be a conduit for it, but I mean, there's there's a lot of other societal pulls and, uh, you know, everything from from the definition of being a woman, you know, to to the definition of being a good person, you know, being a good human, like so many different dimensions that, that things can take and you can use music to kind of thread that needle and, and find your way through. That's interesting. I, I feel like I hesitated for many years when, you know, trying to get my music off the ground because I kept, I kept saying like, well, I don't really know what style of music I write. Like, I don't know what this is. And like, sometimes I'd write more folksy country songs. Sometimes I'd write bluesier songs, funkier songs, poppier songs. And, and that really stressed me out. I was like, I don't want to be this versatile. Like, I just, I want to have a thing. I want people to be like, oh, Samantha, like she's got that thing. Like that's her vibe. And, and I was really hung up on that for a long time, like trying to force myself into a box because I thought that would be better for, you know, my pursuits and so many people around me being like, stop, stop worrying about it. Let's just see what happens. And I was like, but how, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. And then I think it's amazing because on stage, you are definitely your thing. I mean, you, (laughs) and I don't mean this in any way, in any negative way towards the rest of the band, but you define the band on stage and your energy is the energy of the band. Thank you. And I think it's amazing that you, until you start really being able to hear your music, record, see yourself, that's a hard way to see oneself because you think, oh, well, we're all up here and I, I want to have a thing and I want people to know me as this. And to really step into yourself and say, I define all of this is like, I mean, that's power. Yes. And I, I think that speaks a lot to the imposter syndrome question that you had. And um, I was listening to Isabella talk about kind of her early introductions to music and especially like the choir and how passionate her teachers were, how much she loved it. And that's the opposite of my experience. I knew I wanted to sing. I begged my parents to take me to voice lessons. I had two vocal teachers tell me I was a bad singer. Oh, really? Because full circle, I didn't sound like a girl. Oh. Like, even as a kid, I kind of sounded like this when I sang, like like I do now. And so they were like, well, that's not pretty. Yeah, but have they not heard? Like, How do you think of all those queens of blues and queens of country? They don't sound like girls. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not what they expected, so they didn't know what to do with me. And I was so excited to go to high school because I went to a huge high school, the huge performing arts program, and I was like, oh, there's definitely going to be a place for me there. I tried out for every choir every musical, everything that involves singing got turned down from all of them. And they said, they said, we have enough boys. <gasps> oh, Are you kidding? Dude, Not kidding. insane. Oh so the imposter syndrome was very, yeah, that was instilled in me in a young age of just everyone around me saying, you're not good. How do you break free from that? I don't know how I kept going other than it must have, it must be a divine purpose thing. I feel like that's kind of what, society tells a lot of young girls is that like, oh, you need to fit this certain mold. Otherwise, you're not acceptable. And that's in all aspects. It's it's like whether it's your voice, your body, how you look, like everything. What you're into. Yeah. How you speak your mind, like everything. It feels like I've definitely noticed like watching 
young kids nowadays, like I can see a difference between the boys and the girls, right? Like it doesn't feel natural for some girls to be so timid. And I think that's kind of people have told them to be that way or, you know, society in general has kind of forced them to be that way. Like a gender role. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I don't know. That's why I try to like, you know, not conform to that and not just accept that because it's like, what the heck, (laughs) right? Right. So, I mean, I try to dress however I want on stage. I try to sing however I want on stage. Just like, you know, someone tells me like, it's not good enough, then frick them, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're like, this is my band. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like that's what you can tell me. Hey, you know, I'm going to sing these songs for the people that really want to hear them and really connect with them. And if it's not you, it's not you, you know? Like, it's a real thing, like, to have, you know, I feel like you do have a hyper-local fan base, right? That includes your parents. You know, it includes, uh, you call it the band fam, right? (laughs) Yeah. So... Is the band fam the people that are always at the front of the stage? Or? Yeah, I mean, like, with COVID and everything, we haven't really had that opportunity to have people at the front of the stage. But yeah, yeah exactly. Oh. But they would be there. They would be there, exactly. And I feel like hearing about your experience is absolutely insane to me because it's like, you know, you've had to struggle a lot more than I have, it feels like. Obviously, I've had my own struggles, but it's like insane to connect that to music because I've never really had a problem with that. I've just kind of learned, like, what certain choir teachers are like looking for, right? What certain directors are looking for. And it's just kind of never really had a problem with it. And so I just, yeah, it's absolutely insane to think about. And same with like trying to establish, yeah, that band family and trying to meet fans and trying to talk to people. It's like, you can't really right now. And it's just kind of started out that way. So that I've known nothing else thus far in terms of the band. I think you touched on something earlier you know, talking about like the shift in generations and, you know, kind of seeing how society is shifting in a lot of ways now. And like earlier when we were talking, you introduced yourself with your pronouns, which, you know, I'm 39. That hasn't happened in my entire lifetime up until like the last couple of years. And now you're even seeing it in, you know, various corporations and tech companies, you know, on people's email signatures, preferred pronouns. I think that's just, you know, kind of a great example of how you know, the world is shifting and the world is paying more attention and, and, you know, being more cognizant of how we treat each other, you know, accept each other and, you know, kind of looking at the world in, a, in like the phrase non-binary, like that wasn't a thing. And now we're starting to realize that, oh no, it is like, you can, you can be whoever you want, you know, and whoever you actually truly are, you can be your authentic self. And I feel like it's definitely important for people to kind of think outside the box and to sort of look at themselves and examine themselves and be introspective. Because, I mean, if you feel like you're a woman, then you can be a woman. And, you know, if you feel like a man, then you can be a man. You don't have to be defined by what's in between your legs, right? And gender has exists for centuries. For those who are criticizing, like, younger people like myself, like, messing with it um, or freaking everything up or just, like, being crazy, just being rebellious. I mean, this has been around for a while, guys. Like, chill out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I totally get your point. And I've definitely seen that. You know, I was talking to my gymnastics coach about it. And he was like, you know, I'm trying to understand this because this is a new thing for us. And I found that to be really, really cool. It's like, what's the next sort of thing going to be, right? You know, it's like, 
if we can establish a world where everybody can be who they want to be in terms of gender, like what's the next part of that, right? And it seems just like when someone tells you their name, like people saying like, well, this is all new and we never had to ask this before. It's like, well, you always ask someone your name, their name, you know, you were learning a new fact about them. So now we include pronouns. And like you said, like what's going to be next? Anything. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah, I feel like the world's just trying to, you know, feel comfortable with itself in general. And music is a great place to express that. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, Ipecaca has written a song about lesbians, you know, and we've included, there's another song where it's kind of like a song about murder almost. <laughs> almost murder. It's it's almost murder. As many good songs are. You could just consider it to be symbolic, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like the character in that is gay, you know? So we're trying to be inclusive of all different types of people, even though I myself, I'm not gay. I've just kind of said, like, if you want to date somebody, you can date somebody because I'm so young. That's like, well, I have time. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think a friend of mine said it best. I don't fall in love with genders. I fall in love with people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. I just kind of said, yeah, that's kind of the vibe. That's kind of how I'm going to live life. It's just if it feels right, if it makes you happy, you go after it. You know, if it's causing harm to somebody else and it's making you happy, then maybe that's not so good. But, you know, just trying to find a good balance and things. And yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, and anybody can make a change through their art form. And I feel like music is a really great way to do that because you were mentioning earlier how you kind of communicate the rest of the band and like how you, you're kind of like uh, the soul of the band, like in a way. And so, I mean, it's, it's kind of like that where singers can kind of just do that lead singers or even guitarists can just sort of communicate that through words. I feel like words are a really powerful thing. Yeah, knowledge is power too, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. True that. Educating yourselves on this sort of thing is awesome. Yeah. And along those same lines, like one of the things that we had talked about previously, Isabella, is, is the mental health side of things. So one of the strengths of being expressive is that you know, while you are bearing your soul, you are also, there's also a, a type of catharsis that happens when you're talking about the struggles that you have, you know, like physical, mental, existential, <laughs> political, anything in between. I feel that a lot of my songs, I mean, most of my songs come from intense emotion and usually it's one like phrase that like something I'm thinking about in them, like lies. Mm-hmm. I think I base the song around the thought of oh, so many lies in the morning. Like I woke up and my phone was just full of political, all that stuff. And as soon as I thought that thought, it had so much emotion behind it. I was like, here's a song, you know, and the catharsis that I get from singing that song and singing so many of our songs is the best part of music for me. Yeah, that's really, really cool. I want to hear this song now. (laughs) It's out there. It's great. It's out there. It's on all the streaming platforms, Mountain Rose. Ooh, nice. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, um, with songs like Fire Rising, it's like, it's kind of about, well, I can't, I can't really say actually, because there's so much about it. You know, you kind of, it almost has like a aspect to it that's like, I guess it's like fighting against the norms that I've mentioned before. But then you also have like this side to it where it's like, there's almost like a bit of, a hint of like romance in the song. Um, So there's, with me, like usually there's so much behind a song. It's like, I can't pinpoint it. Sometimes I can. With certain songs I can pinpoint, yeah, this is where it came from. This is the emotion behind it. But with other songs, it's 
there's so many emotions because I am naturally scatterbrained. I just can't like, my brain is all over the place. And that's actually caused problems before, but. um, (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's, that kind of translates into music as well. I feel like that's a really cool thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I think we'll probably have just a few minutes left, but is there any, are there any topics that we haven't talked about that we should be when it comes to non-dudes and music <laughs> as a theme? I feel like body image is really important. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, there's kind of been a thing recently where women are not shaving their legs as much. At least this is what I've observed on some social media platforms is that's becoming a growing trend. I feel like that's really interesting because I think that the goal there is not to become a man, as some people would speculate. It really is about accepting yourself. And so, you know, I'm like starting to experiment with that, actually. I feel like that's a really cool thing to do. It's really cool when you see someone that you respect doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't name anyone off the top of my head, but I agree with you. I've seen that, you know, on social media and some of the bigger stars doing that. And it's just, it's very powerful. Yeah. And it's such a little thing. You think, oh, shaving your legs or like having armpit hair, like no big deal. No, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. And I mean, like, I haven't shaved my legs for a little while and nobody's actually pointed it out, which I find to be really interesting. It's been me who's pointing it out to myself. Like you're you're breaking a norm. You're breaking a norm. You're breaking a norm. Yeah. Like, you don't look like everybody else. You don't, people are going to see that. They're going to think that you're gross when it's, it's not. I feel like that's something that's really important uh, to discuss is that you're not gross if you're just being you or just, you know, just not shaving. Like, it's not gross, really. It doesn't make sense to me why a guy can, like, have, like, hairy underarms or hairy legs And everybody's like, yeah, that's fine. But when a woman does it, it's like the end of the world somehow. (laughs) Not anymore. No, 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 no. (laughs) No. Like, (laughs) you know, it's a bizarre concept. A woman acting upon what she's speaking about. Whoa. Yeah. I think it is important with body image in general. And as a performer, you know, you, it just comes along with it that you're inviting people to look at you. And that always comes along with judgments. And why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And I think a lot of times when you're on stage, you're really trying to present yourself as someone who's coming across as, this is my music, this is the message I'm trying to give. And part of what you look like is that. So you're, it can be a really tricky place to be where you're not saying, oh, don't look at me. I want you to look at me, but, but why are you then also applying all of these shoulds and shouldn'ts to that? I'm sure you've both had a lot of that in your career so far, but yeah. No doubt. And, you know, we were talking earlier because we were talking about flute playing, but Lizzo came up and, you know, there have been women before her who are proud of their larger bodies, proud of the bodies that are out of the norm. But I feel like she is just doing so much in terms of that. And, you know, there are even artists in the Denver scene who are, you know, female artists who aren't necessarily the the picture perfect Barbie size, but they are so good at what they do. They're so passionate. They bring so much energy. They're incredibly well-respected. And I look to them to not have to stress the way that women do about body image. And it's, to me, it's been incredibly healing. Oh, preach. Yes. (laughs) Preach. Um, I feel like, you know, this scene, I'm not as much in the Denver scene as I would like to be yet because we haven't gotten to branch out that far due to COVID. I assume, you know, in the near future, we will, you know, get to enjoy that scene a lot more. But 
I'm just so excited to explore it. I'm so excited to meet people. You know, I'm so excited to meet other female artists and I just want to be the one bringing the energy of there's enough room for everyone because it can get competitive. And, you know, the type of band I'm in, I'm a female lead singer fronting a Rocky soul band. Like, I'm not the first person to do that. I'm not the first person in the front range in Boulder to do that. And at first that stressed me out. And I was like, oh, will people want to see us? Or will they be like, oh, another like structure like this? Right. I know. And just being one of a dozen. Right. But I feel like, one, we have proven that the music speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. And two, I just have to believe, like I really do have to believe that there is room for everyone. And I'm very excited to get to know other bands and to get to work with other bands and to collaborate and do all that and just um, just like let them know that like I'll support you unconditionally. Like, let's go. Let's yeah. like you were saying, a cohesive Denver scene. Like, let's do that. Like have your own sense of identity, but still realize that you are part of that larger ecosystem. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's, when it comes to creativity, there's just there's so much room at the table. And I think everybody is better, you know, when you're hearing more people and more ideas and, and kind of working together and, and feeding off of each other. It just it's that rising tide lifts all ships. And I think it's it's just so much better when a scene is is cohesive like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you see that in larger artists as well. Like, you know, popular bands playing with other popular bands. It's really cool. Collaborations. Oh, I love when they mix members and bring people out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I live for that. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Is there anything that either of you want to plug besides what you've <laughs> what you've plugged If you before. don't mind. Yeah. No. Um, as soon as it is safe to do so, the Boulder Theater will be reopening and Mountain Rose has our show that was postponed now until April 17th, I believe is our show. Let me look at the phones real quick. Kenny will confirm. April 17th is our new date at the Boulder Theater. We have two tables left. It will be a socially distant show, and your tickets include tacos, chips and salsa, and margaritas from McDevitt's Taco Supply. So we would love to fully sell that show out as our big comeback. Am I right about the date? Are you, uh, did I get it wrong? Saw you giggle. It's April 16th. Oh, my gosh. You were so close. I was, so, I was like, oh, man, it could go either way. <laughs> Friday, April 16th. You could find that information on our socials. You could find us on Instagram at Mountain Rose Music. Same thing on Facebook. Our EP that we released September 1st is up on Spotify and all streaming platforms. And it's funny how far our music has come since then. So I'm we're very excited to do some recording this winter, hopefully, and put out a full-length album because we have so much Yay. music. So <laughs> Yay. yes, help us sell out that Boulder Theater show April 16th. and definitely you can check out their live stream from Doghouse Music on our Facebook and YouTube Yeah, it's great yeah so Ipecac has quite a few socials if you guys want to check us out Uh, so our Facebook is at Ipecac Rocks website is www.ipecacrocks.com let's see so is our YouTube our YouTube is also at Ipecac Rocks Instagram is Ipecac the Band and then our TikTok is also at Ipecac the Band Twitter, we have Twitter, is Ipecac underscore the underscore band. (laughs) And then you can follow me at Ipecac underscore singer. Um, If you want to check out my Instagram, I post about the band a lot on there, but also personal projects because I'm trying to start some new personal projects with music. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, trying to branch out a bit. And I also have a YouTube channel where I do some pop covers at Novel Guitar Child. 
So yeah. Nice. And we'll we'll put all of those in the show notes so people can click. And then uh, we usually like to wrap things up with kind of an around the room. What are you listening to this week? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, can we start with you? Yes. I have been listening to this band called The Secret Sisters, not to be confused with the Scissor Sisters. And I love them. I love them so much. Just beautiful. Those like two female voices harmonizing. I love that. Which then made me start listening to I'm With Her because I love them too. And then I've also been listening to this great jam band called CBDV. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, they're great. They're like a little funky like a jam band ought to be. And I love that. Yeah, those are my main my main listens this week. Right on. So I've been listening to a lot of Billie Eilish first off. Just got to get that <laughs> out of the way. And then also I've been listening to a band called Break Free. And they kind of have a punk sound. And it's really, really awesome. They have a song called Skate Around that's really good. I've also been listening to a band called Cleveland Avenue. And they're not a local band, but they're really, really good. I really like their song, True Love is Not Just a Pizza Tattoo. Which is an awesome, awesome name. Also, Season Breakers is another really awesome band. And love their song, Two Gestures. And they're going to be coming out with some new music soon. So be sure to hype them up. And then, obviously… My favorite band right now is My Chemical Romance. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Okay, who am I listening to? I had to think about it. So I've been really into Charlie Puth lately. And I don't foray into pop all that often, but his Instagrams are so tantalizing. He'll show you how he came up with a melody. And his melodies are the ultimate earworm. So I've been like watching his Instagram videos and seeing his like synth moves and how he puts things together. And then of course, it made me just want to listen to his music. That's some good feel-good stuff. So I've been been doing some Charlie Puth for sure. Kind-Hearted Strangers released their album last week, and I've been listening to that a lot and really like their sound. And I just feel like it's just so radio-ready. And I've been doing a lot of reggae around the house. I asked all my reggae homies. Um, Tom, our guitar player, also plays trombone and polyculture, another local Boulder band. Yeah. yeah. So I hit up Nick, their keyboard player, and I was like, man, like, give me all your good... Your good reggae stuff. So he sent me like a mashup playlist. And that's just some good like middle of the day music. Like gets you in the vibe. So I've kind of been like around the world with it. And then always Led Zeppelin. Mm. Always. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I've been listening to the weird funky bands. Like I I always say it's like Mr. Bungle-esque. You know, like uh, there's a band, I think they're based in Four Cons called Nub that recently did a live stream. It's just like a wacky good time. You know what I mean? Like just a lot of weird primacy sort of vibes. I've been in that genre. I've been floating there for probably the last week or so. I've been listening to Pokey Lafarge put out a new album, 2020. It's great. If you're into that sort of thing, definitely worth a listen. I got on a real pretenders kick like in the last week. Probably listened to um, Last of the Independence like 20 times, <laughs> just like on repeat. Their album, Get Out, both are just so good. Chrissy Hines, amazing. Like you listen to her all day. And did for several days. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, so much for coming and sharing with us today. Thank it was awesome you. This you. has been awesome. Yeah, yeah thank you so yeah. much. This is great. And this is our kickoff <laughs> to the non dudes in music series mm-hmm. that we're doing. So this is a great kickoff. Yeah, right on. Yeah. I feel honored to be included. Oh, I agree. Rocky Mountain mixed down. We're talking music in your hometown, other places too.
of the Rocky Mountain Mixdown. For more information on any of the topics we discussed this week, look us up online at doghousemusic.com or your favorite social media platform.